0: What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight, uh, but we do have some stuff to talk about with Through the Wall. First time in a while, we just got three trailers to talk about, so it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then after that, uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say let's do it. All right need motivation angry dad podcast trying to jumpstart your life angry dad podcast you want help getting off the couch angry dad podcast you need a verbal kick in the ass angry dad podcast you want to hear from somebody who's been through it all angry dad podcast i am here for you you can find me on all podcast platforms all right so starting with through the wall like i said we got three trailers to talk about starting with the first trailer for blue beetle a superhero i know jack shit about I know a little bit
1: about him, and that's mostly due to uh, me watching Young Justice on HBO.
0: Okay. I want to say I saw the... the, Wasn't he in Smallville?
1: He was. He was in Smallville for, I think, one episode.
0: I did see the suit, and God, this one is such a huge, huge improvement over that one.
1: Well, that's not fair. That was a, a
0: really a, a lower budget show. I know, I know, but I'm just saying it's a, it's a very nice improvement. Yeah, very much so. Um,
1: but I really like the character of Jaime Reyes. Um, I think he's. It's. I think it's going to be exciting to have a uh, Hispanic-based character on screen and have him be like a major focus almost like not saying that um like namor wasn't but it'll be interesting to see like the the hispanic family dynamics come into play um i feel like that's something that i'll be able to relate to pretty heavily and i'm i'm just excited i i love the the actor that they got to play jaime reyes um and yeah, I, I love the character of Blue Beetle as well. It's kinda like DC's kinda like DC's Spider Man if I'm trying to make a direct comparison, but it looks really freaking good.
0: Yeah, no. I, I would agree. Like I said, I know nothing about the character, but the suit looks awesome. The cast looks great. It looks like they're having a really good time, especially George Lopez. I can't believe that he's in this, but I'm loving that. Um yeah, no, I I would I would say that I I I'm pretty much sold. Probably just need at least one more trailer. So yeah,
1: I I I'm, I have high hopes for this movie. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether this character moves on or makes the cut into uh, James Gunn's DC universe. But I well, hope so we get what to see it's more. Called now. What James well, Gunn's what DC we're... universe? No.
0: no, like no, not that. I just thought that like we sit like since we haven't gotten an official um, movie in their universe, it's like interesting that like all the DC movies that are coming out right now. It's like okay, who's gonna make the cut? Is this character going to? Is this character going to? It's just interesting. Yeah, it really is.
1: It's it's an interesting time to be a a fan of DC.
0: This is true. Um, well, do you have anything else you want to say about Blue Beetle? Not really. I think this gave us, a uh,
1: enough, like, enough new stuff to look forward to. Like, I'm excited to see how, like, the, uh, the hero transformation in front of the family, like, I found that to be hilarious instead of it being, like, by himself or whatever. That was freaking graphic a little bit. Like, goddamn. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but I'm like, God damn. <laughs> I think they captured just the sheer
1: panic of what, like, the reality of that situation would be so well. And I I loved it. I, I freaking loved it. I, and like I said, I love seeing something new and seeing a hero kind of not have a secret identity from his family is really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, then you don't get to deal with this bullshit, like, I'm just trying to protect you, like, all that that crap. It's going to be interesting to see, like, how they handle this dynamic.
0: Yeah. So, I- I'm pumped. Yeah. Alright, well, moving on to the second trailer we got. Uh, we got our second trailer for Barbie. Um, which, this movie... Th- this... this I do not know how to feel about this movie because it looks like it looks like a lot of fun. It's the jokes in it are really good, but (laughs) just like, how are you going to make a Barbie movie work? I've heard that like they're taking some inspiration from like the Truman show. Um, And it does show at the end of the trailer, Barbie and Ken like about to enter the real world. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, do that. Uh, or how, how they tell the story. Um, but, like, it looks like a lot of fun. I freaking laughed my ass off when, um, I think it was, like, one of the first scenes of the trailer when Barbie steps out of her heels and her feet are still raised. I'm like, that is freaking hilarious. I love that attention to detail. <laughs> Dude, but, I, I the, have a feeling that mo- a
1: majority of what we saw, with her being in, like, the Barbie... World is going to be not a huge part of this movie.
0: No, don't say that. I
1: want to be in the Barbie world. <laughs> I know, but I feel like she, she's going to travel to the the real world pretty soon into the movie, and then just kind of be like cutting back and forth between uh, whatever she's up to and what's whatever's going on in the Barbie world
0: don't know how to feel about that but you know what i hardly know jack shit about barbie all i know is my sister had some when i was growing up did i play with them with her of course i did um that's about all i know about barbie um i've the only barbie movie that i've actually you know like those like direct to dvd ones the only one that i've ever seen of that i think it's because my sister wanted to watch it um actually wait no i'm lying actually i was the one that wanted to watch it um, what why <laughs> I, I, I don't know man <laughs> cuz it, it it's it looked interesting to me it was like the only bar, the it was the only barbie movie as a, as a kid that caught my attention and it was barbie and the nutcracker That okay, is the i've heard, only... i've heard decent things about that one
1: but still okay. you shouldn't have been super <laughs> eager to watch that
0: uh um yeah, I don't know what else to say. That that's the only um, interactions I've had with Barbie uh, as a child, and as an adult, I've had no interactions with Barbie as an adult. Um, but like you said, looks fun. I'm very interested to see like what the real plot is of this movie. But the the cast look like they're having a blast, which I love to see. So, same. Like
1: a cast having a good time can save. A lot of stuff in a movie. I mean, to a point.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, there are some movies that, that did not happen. But, um, is, it, is there anything you want to add to the Barbie movie trailer?
1: Not really. Um, I will say this. I am actually a little bit more interested in... In the behind the scenes of this movie, than I am the actual movie, because I want to see like just how crazy they went with the uh, the Barbie world and like how much of it they is practical, because it all looked super real.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Although I'm still disappointed that I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but um, the Barbie World song uh isn't gonna be in this movie. That's so sad. I'm not that upset about it. (laughs) Wow. I can't believe you. How can you not love I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie? Pretty easily. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And I thought we were bros. Guess not. (laughs) Yeah, I could say the same thing. (laughs) About what? I said, I thought we were bros. Oh, oh, okay. So you're saying loving that song? It is not bro-like. Okay, I see how it is. Well, you no, might well, get so I,
1: I'm, I'm. I give that that song a hard time. It, I I just have a particular distaste for it because it was played so frequently when I was younger. It just kind of like got <laughs> the, seared in my brain and made me like really
0: hate it. I will admit. I don't like the voices that they choose to sing for Barbie and Ken. I would love it. I would love to hear a version that is sung by Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but I want them to take it like super
1: serious, like not parody. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'd be down
0: for that. Dude, why didn't they think of this? Come on. (laughs) They could turn this into the next La La Land. Dude, no shit. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) That's seriously what? Oh, man. Well, apparently we can write better music for the Barbie movie. So, before we pat ourselves on the back end anymore. uh, Moving on to our final trailer. We got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse's second trailer. And, holy shit. This movie looks freaking incredible. Like The animation already looks like... A touch better than the first one, and I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> I didn't either.
1: But bro, <laughs> this movie looks freaking
0: sick. There are so many iconic lines in this movie, in the, in this, just this trailer alone. Like the one that, um, uh, shit, what is Spider Man 2099? Is it Miguel? Miguel uh, O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. I'm pretty sure it's him that says the line that says Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have to choose between saving one person and saving an entire universe or something. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah. Okay. I love the line of being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. I love that line so much. Because he's not wrong.
1: I know. Dude, that's freaking nuts. Like, the idea that... This whole like spider society runs or, or is basically controlled by Miguel O'Hara and he's only allows people that have like experienced a loss, like Uncle Ben. Like, that's it's con- that, at least that's the vibe that I'm getting from this, but that's a
0: wild idea. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, and let's not forget the freaking part where he says like he tells Miles, no you'll never be a part of this and don't even get me started on the on the nerd from <laughs> earth was it night 1999 uh with dr strange freaking throwing an into uh um oh no God. way home. um no th- thank you throwing in a no way home reference <laughs> that was freaking awesome dude and i'm so
1: glad that they've chosen um like they finally like did, or I don't know if this is like Sony's doing I would like to see what what the behind the scenes looks like when it comes to labeling these universes dude straight up um because this is like the first time that we've had an actual MCU reference to a, a universe that's not earth 616
0: yeah that is very true.
1: So, I'm yeah, super excited to at least get this debate figured out because right now everyone's like, "Oh, it's 616," but everyone's arguing like, "Well, it can't be because the Marvel Comics are Earth 616." And so like all of these kind of fall into different universes and it it's it, fantastic. So, I hope that Marvel just freaking runs with this because my biggest issue with freaking Multiverse of Madness was them calling the MCU universe Earth 616. Yeah, I want to see you brought that up in our review, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. So, I, like I said, beyond pumped to see what, uh, what comes from this, if anything. Like I will, f- I will forever now be calling. I I hope someone from Marvel like comes out and says like, yes, this is like the definitive number for the MCU. So it's like, a long
0: ass number, though.
1: It is, but <laughs> it's also like the furthest departure from Earth six one six.
0: <laughs> Touche.
1: So I I like I said I'm I'm very excited. I I would love to see some cameos from. MCU properties, uh, maybe oh, Toby dude. and Andrew. I think that would be fantastic, oh. even if it, even if it's just like dude, a little blurred. Like I'd be that, really that excited. Be that'd be super dope. Yeah, so very excited. Um, but I mean, dude, shit, like this thing, like this trailer has so much. Like, I gotta say, my favorite bit. Like I actually have two favorite bits, but I love when Miguel calls over like whatever intercom system, and he's like, "Stop, Spider Man!" And everyone's just like, "You?" <laughs> and they're all like just pointing so at good. each other. <laughs> so so good. Um, and then the the one Spider Man giving therapy to the other one, like freaking love that bit. And then and then my uncle
0: Ben, let me guess, he was dead. <laughs> Uh, uh, Yeah, no, I, I agree with the parts that you said Um, I, I especially really liked that towards the end of the trailer Miles is just, just, he straight up's just like Yeah, I know you guys are trying to tell me the Spider-Man that I'm supposed to be But uh, I'm gonna do it my own way And I really like that
1: I do too I wonder how... I, I i can't wait for this movie dude like this movie looks dude, like it's gonna here. be so freaking fun
0: it really does and i don't I'm, i don't know if it can beat the first one for uh if it can be better than the first one but from these trailers it damn looks like it just might be yeah it
1: oof. yeah like i said i, I couldn't be more excited like just being able to see uh Peter B Parker come back all the other like Spider-Man that we're going to be able to see like oh freaking pumped <laughs> and I I can't wait to watch the freaking people that pick out every single detail from these trailers
0: okay yeah
1: like I'm I'm looking I'll see Finn right anyone's already done it yeah, it's just to see what people have picked out, but I mean, it's like all different types of Spider-Man. I'm trying to like, I'm looking at, I'm trying to find pictures of like the big group shots. Gotcha. But I mean, we're gonna see like hell. It freaking looks like the the PS4 Spider-Man is in here, and, like classic comic book Spider-Man, the one from. Uh, Oh, I forget. Ultimate Spider-Man? Not Ultimate Spider-Man. There's, like, the Spider-Man show where he's in the future. But there's, like, a bunch of different versions of Spider-Man in here. I can't wait for people to
0: point them out. I don't know if I would either. Uh, One, I don't have the time. And two, I don't think I have, like, the mental capacity uh, to do that kind of shit. But kudos to anyone who does. Yeah, my
1: favorite resource for or for breakdowns like that are is New Rock Stars. Uh, I think I've shared a couple videos of theirs with you. Um, yes, they have. Yeah, they they are like deep dive. <laughs> like it's freaking nuts. Like they'll freaking call out even like little throwaway lines from from movies too. Like when they get into the, like the nitty gritty. Damn. That yeah, like, even even if really it's something that we know, like, even if it's something that we know, like, I think, like, even in their Deadpool 2 breakdown, when uh, Deadpool's making that, like, the sun's getting real low, big guy, like, he says, of course, like or, like, he'll make a comment being like, of course, this is a reference to um, Age of Ultron, where Black Widow says this to Hulk, blah, 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 and then he, like, moves on real quick. Cl- like, he, those obvious ones, like, he'll just make a quick note about, but he'll still call them out, and I'm like, perfect
0: okay i i I can
1: appreciate that yeah so again could not be more excited for this movie and just solely based off of how excited i am uh because of how well the first one stuck with me
0: all right if you had to rank these one to three excitement level (sighs) damn all right unfortunately
1: i'm throwing barbie at number three uh Blue Beetle and then Spider Man. Fair enough. It and that like that pains me to say, but I think I'm with you. I need a little bit more Blue Beetle before I'm ready to make a call on whether I'm more excited for Spider Man. But Spider Man's okay. been on top of my list since it got announced, so
0: Fair. Um Number three I'm actually gonna give to Blue Beetle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what? Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm excited for it. It, lo- it looks very interesting, but it's just I don't know. I don't know anything about the character, um, so I feel like like you said, just need a little bit more. Um, but because of that, and just I, I don't know what else to say about that. It just I don't. I don't know. Like it. I'm so, Barbie impressed me a little more. Um, so Barbie is number two. For most anticipated Like I said I don't know what to think about this movie But it still looks like a blast And I'm loving this cast so much um, So Barbie number two And then yeah same as Caleb Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse number one Fantastic trailer Even better than the first trailer And just I can't say enough good things about What they've, what they've shown us um, And I appreciate it, Or at least it doesn't look like they're spoiling a lot which I always appreciate in movie trailers. Um, so, yeah. Number one, most definitely. Yeah, easily. I just hope that
1: they have other big or just beautifully done scenes outside of what they've shown. Because I'm afraid that like one of the highest moments of like conflict are going to be when all the Spider-Men are chasing Miles. That's fair. So, I'm a little worried about that, but not so much that it affects my my excitement.
0: Well, I would say that wraps up through the wall, so what do you say we move this headliner? I say let's do it. So, for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Caleb, would you like to let all these fine folk know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to.
1: If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing acting character development effects music costumes and then we give our own personal score at the very end Um, all of these numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm which i fixed last week Um, and all of that gets added up and gives us a letter grade to compare this to other movies of a similar grade Um, as well as a percentage which is not as important Um, but it is fun to see where these movies rank within their categories or within their, uh, their grade levels. Um, so with that, if you have not seen Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. Um, so yeah, if you listen past this point and have not seen the movie and anything is spoiled for you, it is your own fault.
0: I'm going to apologize right now if I mispronounce any words, um, because I have never played Dungeons & Dragons, so, yeah, just heads up. So don't come after me if I mispronounce any of these big words. I know, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia to help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Right. Prior to imprisonment, Bard Edgin Darvis spent years as a member of the Harpers, an order of peacekeepers, until a red wizard he had antagonized killed his wife, accompanied by bar- by barbarian Holga Kilgore. Edgin attempted to make a new life for himself and his daughter Kira by turning to theft, teaming with amateur sorcerer Simon Amar and rogue Forge and rogue Forge Fitzwilliam. Along with the latter's mysterious acquaintance, quite oh my god, I'm not even effing up d and D word. I'm effing it's, wow. How do I eff up that word? Acquaintance, Sophina. While raiding a Harper stronghold, Edgin attempted to steal a tablet of resurrection to bring his wife back to life, but he and Holga were captured while their accomplices escaped. After two years in Revel's end arctic prison, the pair escape to Neverwinter and learn that Forge has become lord there after its prior lord became mysteriously in- incapacitated. Forge has been taking care of Kira and has convinced her that Edgin's greed and selfishness led to his arrest. Sophina is revealed to be a red wizard and she and Forge deliberately orchestrated their capture. Sofina attempted to execute Edgin and Holga, but they escape and decide to rob Forge's vault and bring Kira home with them during the upcoming High Sun games at the stadium, needing the tablet to prove their innocence. The, gladi- the glad- gladiatorial games had previously been banned, but Forge reinstituted them, promising that the games would bring in tourists and money. Edgin and Holga track down Simon to help, and he suggests also recruiting Doric, a tiefling druid whose forest community is fighting the forced logging ordered by Forge. Doric infiltrates Forge's castle by animal shapeshifting and finds the vault has magical defenses from Mor- Canaan, which Simon declares he lacks power to disable. Simon proposes that a magic relic, the Helm of Disjunct- Disjunction, could disable them. They travel to an old graveyard to ask Holga's ancestors where to find it. Simon resurrects the dead with a talisman long enough for them to answer five questions. The corpses reveal they gave the helm to Zank Sandar, a paladin who fled his country. They, when the red wizards turned his people into an undead army. Mmm, Zank? Sure. Or Ank? I have no idea. I'd say Zank. Um, Zank? Okay. After forcing. Ed- Edgin, to swear to distribute any gained bounty to the people, guides the group through the Underdark to retrieve the helm. With the help of a tele- teleportation staff obtained from Holga's halfling ex-husband, they find the relic but are attacked by Thayan assassins sent by Sophina. Zenk fights off the assassins and helps the group escape from Thember Chod, a pudgy red dragon, before departing simon has trouble mastering the helm's power so they decide to use the staff to enter the vault during the games simon and holga infiltrate the magically sealed door but find the room behind it empty except for a magical trap the whole group is captured and forced to participate in the games but manages to escape dork discovers that forge has loaded the treasure onto a boat and is preparing to flee so the group steals the boat for themselves and rescues kira from forge who threatened kira's life As they escape, the group realize that Sofina organized the games to draw a massive crowd and turn them into an undead army using the same curse that destroyed Thay. The group returns and transports Forge's stolen riches out of the boat with the teleportation staff and spreads them across the city, drawing the people out of the stadium before Sofina's spell takes effect. Outraged at her defeat, Sophina attacks the group, but Simon is able to master his magic and nullify Sophina's time-stop spell, allowing Cure to use an invisibility pendant Edgin and Holga gave her as a child to place an anti-magic bracelet on Sophina. Sophina is subsequently killed when attacked by Doric in owlbear form and then crushed by falling debris, but Holga is fatally injured in the battle. Edgin uses the tablet to bring her back to life, as he accepts that he wanted to bring back his wife... Only for his own sake, while Holga had become a true part of their family. Dork signals openness to a relationship with Simon. Restored, the old lord of Neverwinter declares the team heroes of the realm and Forge is sent to Revel's End.
1: Okay. Oof. That's the way to start. Oof. Okay. This is something that I will say. The story itself was fairly good. I think them like kind of solely basing this story off of the the source material um, was a really good decision, but I think there were some things that they failed to take into account. Um, I will say this: the whole as fun as it was, I think the quest for that helm was a bit wasted I'll say
0: I mean fair but at the time they didn't know
1: that 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 is true I, okay I'll give you that I'll give you that um well, actually <laughs> that's not necessarily true because Edgin knew
0: oh yeah that's true goddamn yeah, but yeah. isn't that like kind of in his char- like he was so, he was hopeful that they, that it would still work out. So like I don't know, it was kind of in his character that he, he would still push push on for them them to get it. I don't know, dude. That that's a stretch for me. It's just I'm, I'm this trying hell- really hard to make you like this movie. <laughs>
1: I don't... Well, I'm not saying I disliked it. Like I actually had a really good time with this. There were just some things that I felt were missing from this and okay. one of the things that i that i felt was missing and i don't know if this is maybe an unpopular opinion but when i listen to other people playing dungeons and dragons i do not like the shows where they don't talk about what they roll like when they just kind of talk and like go through the story like their roles didn't really happen or just kind of ignore their roles and just kind of like uh, not ignore because i mean they still um affect the story or whatever but it's when they ju- just don't acknowledge them like when we we as like the listeners don't get to hear what the scores or what the roles are or what they end up being right so my issue is that we didn't get anything like that? Like, I think it would have been interesting. And uh, tell me if this is dumb. Like, I was, I was thinking about this on my way home from seeing this. Do you think that it would have been interesting to hear, like, um, like an overarching narrator, right? Like, just kind of a, like an all, all know- knowing voice, like the voice of the universe, okay? And talking about how, like, every decision made, every act, every blah, 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 is, like, is up to fate. It is a roll of the dice. And so all these things that they're, like, that they do, you get to see, like, the cosmic roll of the dice in a way. So like let's say like right before they grab um that me- that council member
0: that um was his name Jonathan or was it a different name It's like Jorn
1: Jonathan or something was- like that Okay um oh Jarnathan J A R
0: Oh okay Jarnathan okay I like that Yeah So I swear to God, if any, if anyone starts calling me that.
1: (laughs) So this is what, what I was thinking is like, just as like a cosmic nod, right? It's like they're like, you hear this cosmic voice, like talking about the random roll of the dice. And then Chris Pine is like talking through like doing his whole little spiel, and then it kind of cuts to like, cuts to a dice, and it's like, like while he's sharing the story, and it, it's they're like waiting to vote on what on his release or whatever. You see this this roll of the dice, and then it's like while it's in the middle of of rolling, it cuts to, and then Jonathan or Jonathan comes in. And then they're like, oh, snap. Like, we just grab him and jump out the window. Like, they they do all that. And then it's like, you, like, <laughs> you roll, like, you, it's like an obvious, like, different dice. And it, like, rolls, like, just some random-ass number. But, like, because, hold on. I want to, do you understand, like, the, the dice rolling system?
0: No. Let's pretend that I know jack shit about Dungeons & Dragons. Not one thing. Okay,
1: let's... Let me, uh... Okay, so this is, this is kind of like the basis for how Dungeons & Dragons works when it comes to dice rolling. Okay? Okay. So obviously this is coming from someone that doesn't know any better, but... If you are going to, like, any action that you have, like, that's, it's anything, like, literally anything. Like, if you're shooting an arrow and you're trying to see if it hits its target, you roll the dice. Now, okay. From, so if you, there are two, like, major rolls that you can get there's a natural one and a natural 20. So that's rolling a 20 sided die. And either rolling a one or a 20. The one is called, like, just, um, it, it's like, it's a nat one. Nat ones are like the worst roll that you can possibly get. Whatever, it, so it's basically whatever you're trying to do, it fails. Like, without question. So, like, and usually, like, if you, If you roll a one, it usually causes harm to the team in some way, shape, or form. So, um, I've seen stuff where it's been like, oh, I go to shoot, shoot my arrow at the, at this bad guy. Okay, what do you roll? I rolled a nat one. Okay, well, your arrow completely misses the bad guy and hits your friend. (laughs) And then, and then your friend takes so-and-so damage. Like, one of the, the Dungeons & Dragons podcasts I listened to, the on the first freaking episode, the dude is, like, charging into battle to fight um, a bear or something. He rolls a gnat one, and he slips, and he freaking cuts himself on, on his sword. <laughs> So that oh, so dude, that's and that amazing. one is just like the worst thing that sh- that can happen. You're just it's just going to it's going to f- jack you up. So and then from what I can tell it's like lower it's kind of up to the dungeon master's discretion um on what succeeds or what doesn't succeed. Um usually I think it's anything above a 10 will it just kind of varies on like anything below a 10 will usually fail, but it's not going to be like a critical fail. Where okay. it's just like, okay, like I'm going to go try this app. It doesn't work, but it's not going to like jack you up, like cutting yourself or taking some sort of damage or, or whatever. Um, whereas getting a 10 or higher, again, it's up to the dungeon master's discretion. Um, your 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 thing will work. And if you roll a nat a natural 20, that is like the best roll that you can get. Like no matter like whatever you're trying to do succeeds like it it's just an automatic success. And sometimes they'll throw in like, "Oh, now like you get to do something like really badass." <laughs> okay. Like I think like one that I I recall hearing is like he shot the arrow um, at this target or something he was trying to hit from really far away. He needed to roll above a certain number. He ended up rolling a a natural 20 and he's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, Well, like while they're like, these people are trying to stop your arrow, so they take all these rings and throw them up. But your arrow just flies all the way through those rings and like <laughs> hits like like just something over the top like that. Okay. So that's kind of like the the system. It's like higher than ten is usually a success, lower than ten usually a fail. Natural one is like a devastating fail, and a natural twenty is like an outstanding success.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Again, do not quote me on that. <laughs> like that is well, just n- what i say that I'm gonna coach on it, man. I know, but well, it's just this stuff so it's just from shows that I've seen. And again, that like there's other rules into into that. That's just like the dirty description. Okay. Just so you understand what this is what I'm talking about. I think it would have been interesting to have these cosmic dice that get rolled anytime we get, a, not every time. Cause I think that it would get old after a while, but during like big moments, like, I think we need to see it at the beginning when they're like trying to like talk their way out of prison. Where, versus like, I don't know, just like random ass things. It's just unnecessary, but let's like, when they're trying to talk themselves out of prison, we get to see these cosmic dice roll. We don't get to see one of them finish rolling because they're like, oh, change of plan. We're grabbing this guy and jumping out the window. And so, like, you see just, like, them roll a pretty successful roll. So, let I don't know, like a 15 or something. They escape. They get out of the way. And all's good with the world. But then you see, like the dice, like, start to finish when it's, like, in regard to their, um, release from prison. (laughs) And it's, like, a nat 20 or something like that. (laughs) Or it's just, like, oh, yeah, like, like, we are like, what they did, like, you guys, like, we approved you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, something like that. And then, like, when it came to, um, Simon trying to put on the helmet, it should have just been, like, a natural one. Like, again, I don't... I think it's something that I'd have to see f- done first to know if it would work. But that's something that I would... Uh, an aspect of this movie I would have appreciated the- appreciated them adding. Okay. Just so it felt more like we were included on, like, what's about to happen.
0: That's... Okay. I see where you're coming from. Um... I don't know, maybe it's just me because I've never played, uh, the game in my, the game in my entire life and like I really haven't seen like anything about it, anything like that. Like I kind of liked, like I, I look at your way being like with the whole like dice thing, I I really like that idea, you know, like that like makes it truly feel like, like you're not playing a Dungeons and Dragons, like you're not like playing it, wow. You're not playing it at home, but because they're incorporating the dice, it truly feels like it's like your own adventure. It's, it's, you're still playing Dungeons and Dragons. Is that kind of what you're going for? Yeah, more or less. Okay. Um, for me, maybe it's like, like I said, don't worry. I really like that idea, but maybe it's just because I've never played the games. I kind of like that it, like it still feels like a Dungeons and Dragons game because you know, like all the you know, like all the all the character types that they have in it, all the monsters, everything. But I like that it's simply just like a fantasy adventure movie. It like there there's no mention of like the dice or anything like that. Like it, like it feels like you're whisked into a Dungeons and Dragon ga- Dungeons and Dragons like adventure game. But it doesn't necessarily feel like you're. Playing it, I guess. I don't. I don't know if I'm like saying this right because, like I said, I've never played it. Literally, no jack shit about this property. Um, so I, I liked that. It honestly just felt like another fantasy adventure movie. A good one at that, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I know I'm giving it a hard time. It's just from what I can tell, for someone that is familiar with the the rules of the game to a a certain point um i i would have liked the inclusion of that a little bit more but that's not to disregard like how well the story was told um i think that other than the the helm um or what what was it called the helm of disjunction Other than that whole storyline and that just, like, ultimately not working, I think um, everything else was told really well. And this is kind of the same issue I had with, like, the like Finn's story in The Last Jedi. It's just kind of like, okay, well, we went through all this trouble for nothing. But I, I do understand where you're coming from, where it's like, you know, it was an option. It just didn't work. Where I guess when you word it like that, it does that kind of does feel very dungeons and dragon's esque where not everything that happens is gonna like contribute to the like the ending so it's just it's interesting so yeah
0: no i absolutely agree
1: but yeah um but yeah i mean the pacing was good i think it it i th- i felt like it maybe had a, a bit of a slow start and then just like
0: slowly started picking up I will definitely agree with that. Um if anything actually for me, I think like the beginning was a little too abrupt for me. Um like I, I know I keep like circling back to this, but since like, this is my first introduction to this world, I literally know nothing. Just the fact that, you know, uh we're introduced to these two characters and all of a sudden bam, it's a prison escape. I'm like, "Okay, whoa." Um can I get to know these characters a little more before we like go into like that much of a big um uh big uh story plot in this movie. Um but I mean, you know, of course as the movie uh goes along gets another both both um I'm so sorry, uh Chris Pine's uh name in this movie uh you get to know Edgin and uh Holga's uh like backstory and story in general a lot more so like, looking back at it, like, it's a fine opening. Um, it's a good opening, especially. Um, it's just, it was very abrupt for me, <laughs> being that being my first introduction uh, into this world. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll give you that. Um, yeah. It, it's just, I think, consistent pacing may have been the biggest issue with this story. Again, it the story itself wasn't bad. It's just... Cons- It's just the pacing, it just kind of went from slow to quick to back to like slow a bit. And it just kind of kept jumping back and forth. And it's like, okay, can we just freaking snap the ball on time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people have said that like uh, it definitely needed to be, didn't need to be as long as it was. It definitely could have been cut down to even like two hours. Um, Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. I would too. I just don't know where. Um, freaking, uh, <laughs> uh, so I went to I know saw exactly where. <laughs> oh, really? Where?
1: I think they could have cut down the, the freaking digging up the, the corpses things a little bit.
0: What? It was, okay. Dude, it was, that was funny. my favorite it
1: was, part. <laughs> it was funny, but I think they could have trimmed it. Just
0: a, a just a hair. <sighs> I'm sorry. No every single body that they talked to was freaking hilarious so i'm sorry like i can't cut that scene down <laughs> that was just too good <laughs>
1: uh, all right the, what fa- about... the
0: fact that that was the end credit scene or the post the yeah like the like mid credit scene was freaking hilarious that was st- <laughs> get one guy that they never asked the last question to was still alive <laughs> Dude, how funny would it
1: have been if he was asked himself the question and then passed out?
0: (laughs) Dude, that'd be trippy as fuck. It's like, oh, okay, so it can work that way, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, he just didn't think about that. He's just like, I wonder if I can, like, can I ask myself a question? And boom. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, they should have done that. That would have been really funny. Oh, man, that would have been great. But I, I will say this. I... I do I don't like that I feel like it that needed to be cut down, but if they were trying to save time, that's probably where I would have gone. Okay. But from like the consumer's perspective, I really did enjoy that scene. <laughs> Dude, that oh, first shit. interaction was so freaking funny. <laughs> like a freaking uh, love dude it. i Is thought that, kind that was a t- question yes <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no only- i thought it
0: was just going to be one body i didn't think that they were going to bounce c- casket to casket that that really actually caught me by surprise i thought it was just going to be one yeah um, so well that i made th- the whole th- scene th-
1: even better yeah I, I so i think with um with me kind of knowing the the difference between so like spells and um enchantments, and just, like, little stuff like that. with Stuff with, like, trinkets, um, those usually you're able to use more than once. So, I, I, that's where I I thought, and I'm like, okay, they're probably gonna do this with more than just one. Okay. So, yeah, really, really freaking funny with that.
0: Dude, I found it funny that, um, so I went and saw this with Christina, and she actually, she actually has a knowledge of Dungeons & Dragons. She's She played it um, with her uh, previous boyfriend. Um, But she expected me to, like, not be bored out of my mind, but, like, confuse this foe, which I was. And because of that, she thought I wasn't going to enjoy it at all and, like, actually, like, fall asleep. But I did not fall asleep once in this movie, and I'm very proud of that, because I was thoroughly entertained through the whole thing. (laughs) That's really good. Like, it's it's interesting
1: that we have, like... Damn, I we should have gotten her on. She like I
0: I had asked her and we had talked about it, but unfortunately she she was really busy today, so it didn't come to fruition. Man, that sucks. I know. It would have yeah, been interesting been awesome to have these not.
1: different perspectives. someone who's like completely unfamiliar with the source material, someone who's like slightly, uh, like just kind of a fan of the source material, and then someone who's actually like played it. Yeah. Uh, pro like dungeon if I really want to get into
0: Dungeons and dragons <laughs> I'm in like I definitely at least want to play one game after this movie like but it has to be with like a like um like with certain people uh especially considering that it'd be my first introduction like I don't want someone that's gonna like literally is so intense when it comes to these games that they're just like you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong no that's no way that could happen. Like, I get, I know that that's how it's supposed to be, but it's like, this is my first time playing. Can you cut me some slack here?
1: Yeah, I, well, from what I've heard, like, if you're a new player, like, a lot of people, like, will take it easy on you. But, oh, okay. well, I'm good. with you, but I, I'm actually more interested in doing, like, a home, a homebrew story. Okay. <laughs> like, as... Like I've seen a lot of like that's a, like a majority of whatever the I listen to is people coming up with their own stories using their own uh, their own lore and everything and like just using the Dungeons and Dragons uh, game mechanics. So like they it, they play everything like it's Dungeons and Dragons, but it's their own story, which is like the major appeal to D and D. Yeah, no, definitely. So I I wanna do something like that, but it's just A finding the time to and then B like finding a a group of or some people to play that. Do any of your coworkers play D and D? No. All my co coworkers are like in their fifties and sixties. Oh. Damn it. Yeah, that I sucks. mean there's a few people that are that are a little younger, but they're still older than me. I'm the young, like, one of the youngest people that works where I work.
0: Dude, no shit.
1: Yeah, so it's, I don't have a whole lot of people that I relate to on a personal level. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyway, like, I I wish. I I think I just need to branch out a bit more, but it's, I don't know. Well, I, one day, one day, I'll, I'll figure it out once I get my shit together <laughs> your shit together you okay yeah just no like it's just crazy uh, okay like I, it's just y- you sure you're okay yeah quit trying to bring up my shit
0: <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm just making sure as you, as your best bud that you're doing okay <laughs> i didn't mean to do it on the podcast but i'm just making sure no, le- no, I'm
1: good. I'm good. It's just. Uh, okay. Like I said, it's just f- attempting to find the time. Okay. Like, hopefully it gets better as time goes on, but who knows? Anyway, getting back into this story. <laughs> um, I, like I said, I had very few problems with it. Um, I thought that the story was pretty exceptional um even though they did have the the freaking last jedi situation with the helm i can honestly let that go and that's mainly due to just what you said about it so i think i think i'm like in 84
0: that's not bad yeah where are you at actually um i would say i'm just like like I'm gonna go one point above you, and eighty-five.
1: Fair. Alrighty. Next up, we got writing. This was pretty on the on point too.
0: Right. Yeah. If I actually think the writing was better than the story, I I will. I'll
1: give you that. Um. Yeah. I I could definitely give you that. I think. Yeah. The the dialogue was on was was really well done nothing felt like it was wasted like it didn't feel like there was anything like unnecessary like any everything that was said served a purpose um honestly i felt every joke hit too at least for me it did i think there might have been one or two that didn't
0: all right
1: yeah it's hard for me to like what it what, what's what like could you list one that's like that you didn't understand
0: ah uh, I swear there uh, isn't there like uh god damn it maybe I can't actually because I swear that there was a joke that they made with like the whole lead up to the whole like games thing um that yeah just went straight over my head and the whole audience is laughing and my sister is laughing I'm just like I don't get it damn I
1: had like three people in the theater with me, and they were, like, the most unresponsive
0: group. (laughs) So, I don't (laughs) know if, like, like, I missed any. I don't know. Dude, like, when I, because we went and saw it Friday, and it was a packed house. It was awesome. Damn. Yeah, I went, I, like, so
1: I went today, like, seriously, an hour before, like, I got back an hour before we started recording.
0: (laughs) Damn, man, cutting it
1: close. Yeah, I know. I was cutting it real close. I was I was I was trying to go see it with Brielle earlier than that, but we our sitter never got back to us, so I had to go by myself. Oh. And by the time I was, was like ready, bad. like by the time I was like at crunch time, I was just like, "Hey, I need to go." <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was too late to get a a sitter to
0: damn come. Man, that's
1: yeah it, it is what it is. It happens, but yeah, like, like I said, they were like super unresponsive and it was like with every joke, like there were some jokes that I absolutely got that I laughed at and no one else did. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me feel like such a loser.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. There's one that I can remember that I feel everyone in the audience laughed at. And I want to know if your audience did. The part where um God damn it, what's his? Sorry, one sec. Zank, um, when he you know like leaves the group and walks away, and how uh, Pine is commenting on how you know he walks in such a such a straight line. Do you think he's gonna go around the rock? Nope, he's going over the rock. Still so straight that like like that. did, did your audience laugh or was it very silent?
1: It was silent, but I laughed at that.
0: Yeah, I I did... T- Damn, your audience sucked. Yeah, dude, they didn't laugh at shit. <laughs> like, even if you're not a and d fan, that's a funny joke.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think... I don't know if that was, like, a and d specific joke, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But, God, people suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> don't like, say. Dude,
1: I'd rather have... People overreacting than underreacting, <laughs> dude. Same because I same. feel like such like there's jokes that were made that I like laughed really hard with. Like w- oh, when freaking Holga went back to her how or her ex husband's house, and it was freaking tiny. Brad Bradley Cooper.
0: <laughs> I was dude. laughing my ass off,
1: and no one <laughs> else. Like too- they didn't make a peep. What the hell? Yeah, I'm like, did you guys That's like some... already see this or like? Wh- this is some bullshit. Yeah. Like, like, why I said, do I feel like an sucked. asshole? <laughs> I know Dude, it freaking yeah. sucked because it's so, like there were three people in front of me, and then there was one person behind me, and they like none of them laughed. Like, I think I That's heard so the cool. guy behind me like crunching on popcorn more than I heard him laugh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was freaking ridiculous. So like I said, freaking made me feel self conscious as hell when I was laughing. But it it was But I, I think I, I agree with you. The the writing is a little bit higher. I think I'm just gonna give it that one bonus point though, above story. I think we're sitting at like an eighty five.
0: I think I'm gonna go two points ahead. I'm gonna go an eighty seven. Completely fair. All right, moving on over to
1: acting, we have Chris Pine, who plays Edgin, Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Holga, um, I'm going to say Reggie Jean Page, who plays Zenk, Justice Smith, who plays Simon, Sophia Lillis, who plays Doric, Hugh Grant, who plays Forge, and then Daisy Head, who plays Sophina. Um, I would include Chloe Coleman, but she was kind of a small part of this movie.
0: Who was Chloe Coleman?
1: Uh, she played Kira.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I...
1: Um, so yeah, uh, let's, what's your, uh, I think this is going to be an interesting top three.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So what? what's your top three look like?
0: Uh, can I do top four? Yeah, you can do top four. Okay. Four I would give to Sophia Lilly. Loved her as Doric. Um, is it Lily, Or is it Lilly? I, th- I swear it's Sophia-, Sophia Lilly. I don't. I think the S is silent. Oh, all right. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so i give her number four. Number three I'd give to Michelle Rodriguez, who played Holga. Loved her performance. Great job. Um, really, also really, really good jokes. And just the way that, like, she, uh, reacted to, uh, the (laughs) whole freaking Bradley Cooper being, uh, I'm honestly, it was kind of like a hobbit character in a way. Um, it was, it was one of the best scenes in the whole movie. And her acting is, uh, definitely, uh, a credit to that. Uh, Mm -hmm. let me see. Like,
1: so he actually has, like, a, uh, he's a halfling.
0: Halfling, okay, all right. <laughs> Pull star with an H. That's funny. Um, number two, I would give Justice Smith the Simon. I freaking loved the whole like doesn't exactly he, he's um a wi- is he a wizard is he a wizard or right he's just wizard a uh, sorcerer, sorcerer. Sorry, God. Um, like he's a sorcerer, but doesn't exactly fully. Has hasn't fully like grown into one yet. He doesn't exactly always know uh, what to do or how to use his powers, and so through the whole movie, it was freaking hilarious, especially when we're first reintroduced to him. That whole scene with the uh, people getting mad that you know, like they're he's uh he's uh pulling their leg, you know, ripping them off. Great, great scene. Uh, and then number one, yeah, definitely got to give to Chris Pine uh, as Edgin freaking you could tell that he was having such a fun time in this role and it really really showed absolutely loved his character uh i even thought that he had a really good character arc with his daughter uh i thought that was actually really really um and and his character arc with holga was also really good so yeah that would be
1: all right if so if i'm doing a top four i'm actually putting chris pine at number four Ooh, okay. And not because I didn't like him; like I thought he was really fun. I just thought he got a little outshined.
0: No, so um, I think
1: it. make I think making Chris Pine um a bard character was just an inspired choice. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to give him number four. My number three, I think I'm going to give to Justice Smith. Who played Simon? Um, I freaking love Justin's J- Justice Smith and everything that he's been in. Oh, I take that back. He was in Jurassic World. I, <laughs> I, I I'll, I'll take that back.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: But I, I will say it wasn't this that is bad. It wasn't that great either. Yeah. So, um, I'll give him, My number three, just because I really, um, I really enjoyed him. I love how, I loved his growth through this and how well he portrayed that and just his goofy, non confident self and just kind of slowly getting to that point of being like a a good sorcerer. (laughs) Um, my number three. Oh damn. I think I'll think I'll give it to Sophia Lilly, who played Doric. Um I thought she was incredible throughout this whole thing. Um she did kind of play it a little bit dry, but I I think it worked for her character, like who she was, so I dug her. I definitely Grooth.
0: With-
1: yeah. And then my number one I'm gonna to give to Michelle Rodriguez. I freaking she was hilarious dude. She like was so great. I'll be real. The only thing that I've like seen her in that like I'm, I'm looking through her uh, IMDB like really quick. But the only thing that I've seen her in, at least so far, is the Fast and the Furious movies. But she was like the best part of those movies.
0: I've never even seen any of the ones that she's in, and I'll take your word for that. <laughs> because of yeah. how good
1: she is in this one. She's incredible, dude. Like, she is such a good actress and such a freaking badass. Like, I. Loved everything that she she did. Like, my favorite thing is when they're about to get, like, executed. <laughs> and she's asking the dude, like, how he cleans his axe. And she's just like, oh, you should be doing that monthly. <laughs> or weekly. <laughs> and then, like, she freaking beats the shit out of him. Takes his axe. And then he's like or the freaking edgins like all right let's get the hell out of here and he's like but but and he's like yeah 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 i know the boiled linseed oil <laughs> like whatever like what she, <laughs> what the guy said he cleaned the axe with like <laughs> like i loved her i loved how like just crazy she was and one of the things about barbarians um and this is like one thing that I do know about this game for sure. Barbarians are usually not very smart because they put all of their s- s- stat points into strength and fighting and basically all the stuff that would help them in battle. So okay. they don't really throw any. Yeah. They don't really throw any um, points towards intelligence. And so having her just kind of be a little ditzy was fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it definitely really worked yeah it it
1: was i feel it worked because you knew that she was like very capable and it it like it it didn't come off like she was she was dumb like no, you no, knew no, that definitely. she still had like an intelligence about her it just wasn't like book smart stuff like how she keeps like saying like throw magic at the problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) or just yeah just random shit like that like i think i think she pulled it off incredibly well where it's just like okay there's the the barbarian in her showing (laughs) so i freaking loved her performance in this and honestly like if they do have a sequel i want to see more of her
0: that's fair. I really hope that this movie is successful, because I definitely want to see more.
1: I do too. I think that they can do great things with the Dungeons & Dragons world. Like, even if they don't, like, I'll say this, I'll, I'll be bummed out if they don't continue the, like this story, but I wouldn't be upset if they like moved on from this cast and just kind of had like just told Dungeons and Dragons stories with different cast.
0: As long as we got the same writers and directors, um, I'm perfectly fine with. It.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's what my top four looks like. Very nice. Um. We definitely got to give the honorable mention to Reggie Jean Page. He was. <laughs> he. I hated him at first. And, and not not like the the actor like, not saying he did a bad job but like he did a fantastic job at making me just feel like oh man this dude's a douche, <laughs> 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 and he just like kept playing that way and I'm just like, Argh! <laughs> like it was irritating but it was like fun too so like yeah. a character that I I love to hate did you and for no reason other grand? than his oh, attitude fair. What do you think of Hugh Grant's performance? I didn't mind it. I, it wasn't, like, outstanding to me or or anything, but it was good. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so I mean,
0: he was, like, part of, like, the main cast. I just wanted to get your opinion on him.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I definitely got to give a, a, a shout-out to Daisy Head, who played Sophina. She played an incredibly intimidating protagonist. Oh, antagonist. straight up. Straight up, yeah. So freaking loved her. Uh, so yeah. Uh, where are you sitting at with acting?
0: I would say that I'm at, i would say a solid ninety. I might be a tad lower than you. I think I'm sitting at like an eighty-eight. Fair enough.
1: All right. Next up, we got character development. Uh, which I don't know about you, but I did based off of Edgin yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah so that uh that's Chris Pine's character. um I think he had some like really
0: decent growth through this. no, dude, I absolutely agree, especially the sacrifice that he made makes at the well, I guess not a sacrifice, um, but the decision that he makes at the ending uh to instead of bringing his wife back, he brings back holga brings Holga back not only for his daughter. But for him, re- him realizing that you know what actually, that th- this is what my wife would have wanted, so I, I think that was such a great carry. the The growth that we get up until that point is so so good. To where when we get to that scene at the ending, it makes complete sense. It's not out of character.
1: Yeah, it really like strikes an emotional punch because, I think he, I think he finally like took that moment to realize that his daughter didn't know her mother and so in her eyes i think she she or he finally saw that she views her as kind of that mother figure where it's like it's obviously he, i don't think she views her like a mother but just that that strong feminine figure in her life and I think it took a lot for for Edgen to realize that what he was doing was or what he was trying to do with resurrecting his wife was more of a a selfish act than what he thought was like for the greater good of his daughter. So I thought that was a really interesting story, and I wish we would have dived into it just a little bit more. But I think it I think it worked out like amazingly well. Like I had close to no issues with, with her his arc. Um oh, absolutely definitely like a high point in this. Like this might be one of my higher categories. Um but I think I'm gonna put I mean it's not much higher. <laughs> I'm I, I'm like at an eighty nine.
0: No, I think I'll match it on that.
1: All right, next up we got Effects. And bro, These effects were pretty freaking
0: good. <laughs> they Dude, I got um I know it's you know played it off as a joke and everything, but I got freaking nightmare fuel when uh the whole like uh spell that they were doing for Chris Pratt's, not Chris Pratt. Wow, sorry. Uh Ed Ge- Chris Pratt. Oh my god, Chris Pines. Edgin to be in two places at once, but then the the spell starts going haywire, and his freaking like face starts morphing, and he starts getting like t- like freaking like it looked awesome, like the effect looked super cool, but oh my god, was that shit nightmare feel when his pupils got that freaking big? Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh hell no, dude,
1: it was horrifying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dude, this movie freaking hits you with a couple freaking solid jump scares. Dude, yeah, seriously. Like, the freaking big one that I'm thinking of is when Frick is uh, Sofina, when she, like, pop, when they're, like, so it's when, uh, Forge is showing off the, the vault and everything, and Sofina, like stops and she's like there's a wild like changeling among us and then she just screams and points like that scared the hell out of me same here man same here and then i'm trying to think of like some other shit that like scared me the uh the freaking uh jaguar looking things like those were scary too oh yeah Dude, and I know I saw it in the damn commercials, but that damn,
0: like, the box? Or the the thing that looked like a chest? Oh, yeah, dude. When that freaking mouth just popped out, yeah, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's just like, good hell. Like, (laughs) that
1: has no business being that freaking scary.
0: Yeah, dude, straight up.
1: Yeah, and there's a bunch of shit like that. Like, it's just like completely random, like totally took me off guard. Like, I like when they resurrected that first guy uh, at the, the like the battle, like the cemetery, and it like took a second for him to be revived. Like that was freaking terrifying.
0: <laughs> um, what do you think? Uh, how did the dragon look in your opinion?
1: Oh, the freaking pudgy dragon! Yeah. I thought he looked really good.
0: No, like honestly, I thought that he was on the level of uh, how sh- how a sm- Smaug looked in The Hobbit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to
1: judge like the real how realistic something looks when when it comes to like a dragon and its movement, especially a fat dragon. Fair, but I think they did amazingly well. Like just keeping it. On the same level as everything else within the scene, where it didn't feel like overly done, but didn't feel like poor quality either.
0: Like, this was just like a perfect, perfect level. I will say another effect that I really thought looked good was um, when they're uh, using the whole spell to where uh, you can teleport from one area to another if you can see it. Um, and they're doing that with, uh, being able to transport into, um, the room with, you know, like all the, all the treasures and everything. Um, when they're like on the stagecoach and they're like trying to make it to where it's like attached to the, they, they attach it to the picture and they're trying to transport it into that room. Just everything that they have to go through, especially on the stagecoach, the way that, like it, I thought it was going to look campy, but they actually made it look really good. To where they're trying to reach each other through, um, through. Uh, God, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, uh, like, like, what, what would you say? Like, when you're reaching for someone through, like, a completely different, into a different, like, dim- not dimension, but like you're reaching for someone, um, through a portal. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't know why it took me that long to get that, um, but like yeah, the whole scene where they're you know like having to reach each other through the portal, um, just making it work. Like I thought that was going to like I was afraid that was going to look bad. I'm just like oh yeah no like, I can like yeah of course that's you know like fantasy and everything that that's impossible to happen in you know our our world. But they made it look really realistic uh, in this, and I gotta give them applause for that, dude. Absolutely, like I.
1: I feel like I've seen movies that have portals like obviously not to like that degree but they they come off looking super goofy but they did a really solid job with these portals so I absolutely agree with you on that those those portals were the bomb and again like I freaking loved the uh just like that Dungeons and Dragons style, like, oh, the painting fell, so they <laughs> like, it just completely effed up their plan. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so freaking pissed if that happened. To me. Oh my gosh, dude, because I was thinking, I'm like, that's a freaking solid plan. Yeah. Like, that. that's like, super ingenious, and Then when that painting fell, I was just like, oh, damn
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch.
1: I will say I do feel like there is a bit of a plot hole there. Because the. I do feel like they probably could have reached their hand in and lifted the frame up because the frame stuck out more than the painting.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: but so, I mean, that's a very minor gripe and not anything that I'm going to dock for. I just wanted to bring it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have still gotten enough, enough force to push it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man. But,
1: uh, I, as much as I love the portal, though, I do feel it did kind of serve as a, uh, like a major plot device. When it was just kind of something that she already. When that Holga already had on hand. Okay. So it just felt a little cheap. But I think I sufficiently uh, docked for that in writing. I just wanted to bring that point up too. But major effects that. Um, Oh I gotta say freaking Doric. Whenever she was shape shifting. Like her, like anytime she changed forms, looked really freaking good.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: I absolutely agree. Other stuff. Oh, when she was oh the last one when she was beating the shit out of Sophina as the owl bear, <laughs> dude, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Dude, like, just when I thought, like, when she fir- initially beat her up, I was just like, oh, damn, like, that was a little rough. And then it, she, like, like, here's Sofina, just, uh,
0: and
1: then she beats the shit out for more, throws her against a wall, and then just, like, she fall, like, hits this corner, falls down, and then just a shit ton of rocks come and crush her. I'm just like, good lord. <laughs>
0: Like, can you say Uh, overkill? Yeah, dude, straight up.
1: So, I freaking love that. So, oh, man. The the effects were rock solid, dude. They really were. Where are you
0: sitting at? Uh, I think I'm actually going to go a touch above my acting. And I'm going to go a 90. I'm actually going to be a
1: little bit nicer than you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go up to uh, 93. All right, next up we got music.
0: I will say uh, the uh, whole um, song that... Uh, or I don't know if it was songs that, or if it was different songs uh, that... Um, oh, my God. I keep forgetting these names. I'm sorry. Uh, that um, Edgin and Holga, when they're leaving her place, are singing. And then... Um, that she, uh, also that they're singing together is unfortunately she's dying but then of course you know she gets resurrected like I loved that that was great um, but was it do you know was it the same song uh, did, was he playing the same song when he was trying to distract the guards or was that I think it was song? a different song okay um, so yeah all, all uh, the uh, songs that uh I'm gonna remember this eventually. Ed, Edgen Edgin sung as a bard. Fantastic. Oh yeah. They
1: were really good. I think the only thing that was missing was just one really catchy song. That's fair. And this would have bumped it up significantly for me. Um
0: I mean the music surrounding everything, just like just like the like the score, really good though. Like it, it definitely it was intense it added to the intensity when it needed to and then of course it added to the emotional moments so very well very well done soundtrack
1: oh yeah um yeah i think with that and then like you said the the songs that that chris pine was singing i think i'm somewhere around an 8
0: definitely agree
1: all right next up we got costumes got to say this i really appreciate the, um, practical costumes that they did. Same here. Like, uh, freaking ingenious. Um, I will say, and this is, this isn't really an issue with the movie itself. I, I wish that there was a little bit more variety in the, uh, the characters in terms of, like, what their species were. I th- I think we saw some, like, really cool-looking characters. It's just, I wish we would have gotten, like, a little bit more. Like, I would have really liked to see um, more, like, an orcish barbarian. Like, if you could have freaking orked up Michelle Rodriguez a little bit.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: Yeah, and... I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I, it would just been a, a, a wider variety. Like, I feel we got, we got to see a lot of humanoid characters. We got to see creatures every once in a while. But I think overall, I would have liked to see, um, more of the creatures. But again, would that's not. I definitely agree. Yeah. Nothing I'm going to dock for. It's just, uh, yeah. a point that I wanted. No, that's fair. But, I mean, the
0: costumes themselves. Not hating no even i mean even though I've never played the game um ever like honestly i I still really appreciated the costumes the 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 world that they are setting up um every honestly every single costume for every character made sense, yeah, so
1: I mean I mean they all looked good, and I like I said gotta give freaking props to the uh practical costumes, okay, I'm at like a pretty sturdy nine and I could be talked up to a 10.
0: I don't know what else I could say to talk you up to a 10 because I'm also at a sturdy nine. So I, you know, I could convince myself to talk me up to a 10. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Last up, we got our own personal score. Yeah. You, uh, you want to take this one first? I would love to. Um, so overall, me being a person, and that has not only ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but literally knows nothing about about the whole the franchise, the lore, nothing. Did. Like I literally went into this movie with zero percent um, knowledge in anything. D. Um, and I walked out having a little bit more knowledge. I will say I was I was confused uh, it, um, during the movie, but I feel for newcomers, they actually do a really good job of. Moving the plot forward and making sure that, like, you have little to no knowledge with this franchise uh, or with this property, you could still follow along, um, which I really, really appreciated. Um, and it's just a really fun fantasy adventure movie. Uh, really great, great characters, great effects. Um, just yeah, I, I just had a really good time. That's the biggest positive that I can say about this movie. I just had a great time. It's it's a fun fantasy movie, and that's really what I wanted from this. Um, So I'm going to go. I'm going to go on 88. Not bad. Oh,
1: yeah. I I I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I will say my expectations for this were a little bit higher than they probably should have been. When I went in, so when I came out, it was it felt like I was a little disappointed, but kind of talking this through a bit more, it just kind of made me realize that maybe my expectations for it were a little too high, and just, it's completely unfair, and that's why I really like this, our, our system, because it kind of forces me to uh, look at a movie a little bit more realistically, and not through such like a... A fanboy eyes and which the fanboy in in me would would have given this a a little bit lower Um, which I mean I am a little bit lower than Rose but not as low as I initially thought that I was going to be like when I came out of this movie I was sitting around like a 78 79 in terms of like my personal score yeah like it's not not horrible but I mean it wasn't great either so I mean, coming out of it and just kind of managing my expectations, I do see this being one that I go back and and explore again because um, it it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, like, and the more that I learned about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, like I'll love going back and expo- seeing what little Easter eggs I missed and and whatnot. But I think overall, it was a really good time. Uh, like Rose said, a, a really good um fantasy adventure and hopefully we get more out of this uh so i think i'm gonna be at an 84
0: not bad at all
1: yeah um so yeah anyway uh just real quick and it's because i just remembered so before we get into what each of the categories scored um we did have a question of the week that we posted.
0: Oh, yeah. Shit.
1: Yeah. Oops. So we got a lot of comments on this one. And I am going to ignore the ones that didn't answer the question.
0: <laughs> the the movie recommendation ones?
1: Yes. Okay. Which we got yeah, a lot sure of. Enough. And that does not mean that we don't care about your responses. We well, do we appreciate you guys
0: just... recommending movies.
1: Yes. And we will be absolutely getting to a lot of these, or as many as we we can. Um, But with the question of the week, I want to give special shout-outs to the people that actually answer the damn question. (laughs) Uh, So, with that, the question that we posted was, what Dungeons & Dragons spell would you like to have in the real world? So, um, the, so the first response that we got related to the question comes from Nick at Walmart underscore Neji, uh, who says, I would love to have Wish. And so I, luckily he like responded to what I asked and I was like, for those of us unfamiliar with D&D, what does Wish do? (laughs) Um, he says it's a wish that you, or a spell that you could wish for anything, like even to become a God, but you have to end someone to do it. Damn. So it sounds like, I'm just trying to see what it does. Yeah. So it's like a super high, high ranking spell. And I, I don't see anything that says that it costs someone their life. But, I mean, if that's... Again, he'd probably know better, but... I mean, that's a freaking
0: brutal spell. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if it freaking caught up, like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sound like a soul for a soul scenario over here.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, let's see. We got another response from Kira Yoshi Cage. Who says... Lo- or at Lumer Illuminati, uh, who also said wish. Alright. So, yeah, uh, wish is just apparently something you do to, uh, get anything. Like, you can wish for anything, which I guess is a useful spell, but there are, what they both said is that there are rules to having, uh, how you can use and from so i looked it up real quick and apparently the, like the greater the thing you're you're wishing for the more like issues that you'll have granting it interesting yeah so it's just like it, it kind of like the, the a soul for a soul situation where it's just it, whatever level of thing you're asking for that's going to be the like equal cost to make it happen which is an interesting concept too. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, let's see. Yep. We did get one from an at It Was All Yellow, uh, who said, I don't play D D, but probably something like Fire. So just like a fire based spell. Choice. Oh yeah. And Okay, here's one. We got one from a Bryce Van Hurick who says boosted, or at boosted underscore seat, who said tiny servant. The spell is really useless, but would be f- f- just fun in the real world. I'm going to look up what tiny servant is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, here's what it does. You touch one tiny non-magical object that isn't attached to another object or a surface, and isn't being carried by another creature. The target animates and sprouts little arms and legs, becoming a creature under your control until the spell ends, or the creature drops to zero hit points. That sounds awesome. <laughs>
0: that, yeah, that really does.
1: <laughs> dude, that would be the shit.
0: Yeah, Especially dude, in the really real world, would. I'd
1: freaking make all my toys come to life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, and the higher this or the higher level you are, the more things you can animate.
0: Ah, oh, dude, I love it. That's awesome.
1: that is amazing, and I will say, so I don't know if this is like a homebrew spell or what there is a Dungeons and dragons game that i I listen to where they have a spell called unseen servant where it's this invisible entity that will do whatever you command it to do but it's 100% invisible hmm. it's, yeah and it, it it doesn't make noise like it doesn't do anything it's it's just straight up invisible but will do whatever you ask it to and the way that the the players used it was they used it to straight up bully a, uh, a boss character? Because they got because they got the unseen servant to walk behind the uh, the bad guy and push him over. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> oh man, uh, so yeah, that is all the responses in relation to uh, the question we asked, and. Again, we just want to thank everyone that did like comment on that. Uh, We will be getting to as many of these suggestions as we can. We are only human. Yeah. Um, What he said. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll 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 make it happen. Uh, Anyway, getting back into so going off that and getting back into our breakdown. Uh, So story, story ended up. Averaging out to an 84.5. Then writing jumped up a couple points. Sitting at an 86. Uh, Acting jumped up even a little bit more. Sitting at an 89. Character development on the exact same level. Sitting at an 89. The effects had a a significant jump. Sitting at a 92. Uh, Music sitting down at an 8. Out of ten, costumes are uh, nine out of ten, and our personal score averaged out to an eighty-six. So, with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves has come out to a B plus. Hell yeah! Yeah, that scored a lot higher than I thought it was going to. Um, but I think rightfully so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it is sitting at. Oh shit! Just lost it. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, okay, there it is. So it is sitting at an eighty-seven point six eight percent.
0: Wow. Okay. I yeah. Like so
1: it. it's it's definitely one of our our higher ones. So out of so this is a plus a movie. There are fifty four B plus movies. And this one ranked number 30. So it's like dead center. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, So like I said, sitting at an 87.68. That puts it below Raya and the Last Dragon, which is sitting at an 87.81. It's also below the Prom which is at an 88.12. It's below The Invisible Man, which is at an 88.23. It's below Glass Onion, which is at an 88.25. And then finally, it is below How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is at an 88.37. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. Going the opposite direction, uh, it ended up above Parasite, which is at an 87.59. Damn. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's above how to train your dragon, which is at an eighty seven point five, as well as the black phone, which is also at an eighty seven point
0: five. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's above Freaky, which is at an eighty seven point three seven. And then finally it is above Detective Pikachu, which is at an eighty
0: seven point three one. Okay, no. Yeah, it's not bad. bad at all.
1: Yeah, not definitely not bad. Um, just for shits and giggles, so with Dungeons Dragons being at an eighty-seven point six eight, to get one percentage away, you have to go down fifteen movies.
0: Holy shit!
1: <laughs> yeah, and the it's. Being, like, one percentage away, it's uh Frozen 2. Oh. So Frozen 2 is below this. And then going one percentage above, uh, you only go seven above for it to be a full percentage away. And that's uh sitting at Bros.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I really like where this ended up.
0: No, I do, too. No, I think it's a really good placement for it. Uh, so, yeah. Sweet. Well, unless you have anything else that you want to add uh, about this movie, this episode. Uh, nope. That I do not. Okay. Right. Well, if you like what you heard and want to hear more of our amazing voices, uh, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, literally everywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, You'll find us even where you're listening right now. You found us. Good on you. Um, You can also catch all of our episodes. That sounded like really condescending. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything, but... (laughs) Oh, okay. You probably should have because, I mean, I'm glad I stopped myself. Um. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well if that's your preferred listening platform. Uh, you can follow us on social media where you can DM us with an episode idea that you have, answer our questions of the week, or a great place to uh, recommend the movies that you want us to do uh, uh, recommendations for. Uh, and those are as followed. you got Facebook, facebook.com forward slash TheAllBros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at thealbros. Or if you would prefer, you can email us at the all Bros. uh You can check out our website, tinyurl, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albro's, Or you can go buy our, all of our merch uh, at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash TheAllBros channel. Uh, next week on the podcast, we will be breaking down the Super Mario Bros. movie with a very special guest that we are so, so excited to have back. Um, so you can look forward to that. Uh, but until next week... This has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. (laughs) I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna say your line. Yeah, I know, right? Well I was gonna say your line, but I'm like, no, I want to say my line. Did you forget um, what your line was? (laughs) I did actually. Um, so bye. (laughs) Deuces